Welcome to the Cowboy Chronicles, the Oklahomans, Oklahoma State football podcast presented by Zaxby's. Satisfy your craving for hand-breaded chicken and fresh-made salads. Stop by your neighborhood Zaxby's today or order online at zaxby's.com forward slash podcast. I am your host of the Cowboy Chronicles, Scott Wright, joined by my beat partner, Jacob Unruh. A lot to uh, lot to uh, touch on as we move through the uh, first week of uh, of uh, it's not really bowl prep because the team's off. They got uh, they got they got school stuff to worry about. Coaches are out of town. Coaches are recruiting. We can talk a little bit about that. Um, so not quite bowl prep and uh, just sitting and waiting to see what uh, what it's, bowl game they'll it's be going their dead to. week. It is. That's exactly is, what it is. I mean, I think it is dead week this week, isn't it? Uh, is it or is it finals week? I think finals week's next week. Is it? Okay. I thought I, maybe I'm a, a week ahead in my uh, in my brain. Um, that's very possible. Um, but let's uh, let's talk. Really, the only uh, the only news that we've had essentially this week has been uh, has been via the transfer portal. Uh, two names. The portal. Yeah. It sounds so it sounds so ominous, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. I wish they would call it the warp zone. Like, Ooh. Uh, like like old yeah. Super Mario. Dun it dun it dun it. But Grayson Boomer, the uh, true freshman tight end slash cowboy back, uh, enters the transfer portal. A day later, Xavier Player, the freshman cornerback, enters the transfer portal. I'm a little bummed about Player because I like the name Player for headline purposes. Right, that was the that, got Ready Player One. Right. You, yeah. I mean, you've got all sorts play of, on player. Yeah. I mean, you've got all kinds of stuff. All sorts of stuff. Uh, all sorts of fun you could have that's, with, that's with disappointing. that. Disappointing. Um, it is so. Um, Let's uh, let's analyze this sort of uh, sort of big picture first. Um, I mean, Mike Gundy essentially has told us he was expecting guys to leave. This is he wasn't yeah. he wasn't sitting around expecting everybody to uh, to stay put. He knew more guys. There were three guys during the regular season uh, with uh, Blake Barron, Jamil Jeter, and Chris McCune who had entered the transfer portal. Gundy expected more to leave. So this isn't a big shock. No, no, not at all. Um, I think it's – Gundy talks about this too, and I might sound like Gundy here. It's the day and age that we live in mm-hmm. now. Um, this is the expected guys are going to not be happy with their role or something or want to go closer to home, whatever mm-hmm. it may be, and this is the way they can do it now. Um, Grayson Boomer, I think, was the one that maybe surprised some people. Right, yeah. Um, and maybe hurts a little bit more. Yeah, because I think they expected a lot of big things out of him. He tore his ACL this season, um, you know, didn't obviously. So he, he missed all this season with that. He was going to redshirt anyways, probably. Right. Um, but now, since he wasn't involved, I don't know if that soured everything. I, I don't know what happened there. It's kind of strange. I mean, you talk to him, but it's it just, it right. just that was the big one to me. Yeah, that was uh, that was a little more out of the blue. Um, you know, he said that uh, said that he didn't feel like he was fitting in from uh, from the beginning, even before he tore his ACL. Even though things were going well for him on the field, that was uh, a little bit a uh, little bit surprising to see him make that move. Um, obviously, Tulsa is the first place that's going to come up with uh, yeah. with him. With I think his, I saw someone actually tweet to tweet at him, "Congratulations! I can't wait to play with you next year." To you, right? I think yeah. it was someone I don't know who it was from Tulsa or whatever, yeah. but uh-huh. like. Already done deal, right? In his mind, yeah, exactly. Um, so that'll be that'll be interesting with his brother there. Um, Xavier Player was uh, a little bit more, um, you know. I mean, he's a they, they've got a ton of guys at defensive back on this on this team right now because they've been trying to build up that depth so much that 
it's you can see why a guy would feel like he's getting stuck down the depth chart or whatever. But at the same time, he was one of the guys that Mike Gundy had talked about being a a, a, a guy that got some in some games as a true freshman. Yeah, that was the idea that they redshirted him, but they were going to play him late. I mean, Gundy pointed him out and Demarco Jones from Booker T, both defensive backs. They were going to get in and get some chances. And you would have thought that Xavier, you know, a month of bowl prep or not a month, I guess, a few weeks of bowl prep mm-hmm. would have had a chance to go and play. Yeah. Um, and just to get that experience of a bowl game, you know, a big game like that. And now, obviously, he's not going to play. I mean, yeah. Gundy's not going to play him. We've seen the other guys that remained on the roster quote-unquote, remained on the roster mm-hmm. this yeah. last season, but they never saw the field after that. No. Um, sort of on uh, diverting from the topic just a little bit, um, you surprised at all that we didn't see somebody like one of those two guys or uh, or, or somebody else get some special teams work, uh, at, least, at least against, you know, West Virginia and Kansas, if yeah, nothing else. That's kind of what I expected. I really did. Like when we talked with Gundy, he was saying that there was going to be more opportunities for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was when they had uh, four games left, I think, right. in the season. So you knew yeah. that right away they probably wouldn't play the next game, mm-hmm. um, which was what TCU. Yeah. And so you thought that they would have a shot to play, or they would play TCU, maybe not play Bedlam. Right. Depending yeah. on the scenarios. Mm-hmm. But they never saw the game. DeMarco Jones hasn't even no. seen the seen the field since. No. Um, I don't know what happened there, but there's, I mean, such teams coverage has been fine. Maybe they didn't want to mess with that. Right. Um, I, I don't know. Yeah. I was uh, I was really surprised not to see anybody get uh, get mixed in there. So, um, you know. It was. It's really funny because it seemed at the beginning of the year that Gunny was going to be a little bit more liberal in how he, he used this rule after uh, not really taking a whole lot of advantage of it. Uh, you know, there were a handful of guys, of, you know, maybe three guys, three, four guys that got in some games and, and maintained the red shirt last year. And then um, then he's been even tighter with it this year. So it's a, an, an odd situation. Um, that said, like going back to, uh, to, to where we started at earlier, Gundy knew that some guys were going to be leaving. Um, I mean, I, I don't have any names, but I would expect that there's going to be more that, that leave. And, um, you know, with the, with the small senior class that Oklahoma state has this year, only 12 guys mm-hmm. that were on scholarship, um, you know, then you factor in that they were a few spots under the 85 limit anyway. Now you've got these five guys who have left. I mean, at this moment that we're taping this podcast, they still don't have 25 open spots no. to fill the uh, with the recruiting class that's coming in. Now, you can make the argument that you'd rather have a guy who's been in your program a year or two over a new recruit coming in. But if it's a guy that doesn't want to be there or isn't yeah. fully committed to the program, whatever it might be, You'd rather him go ahead and, and and find him a new place to play so that you can bring in somebody who might be more committed and, and pay more dividends down, and down the line. build depth when you need it and places, right. things like that. Yeah, exactly. So, like I said, I think there will probably be some uh, some more guys that that uh, that move that direction. You know, there seems like there's always a couple of guys who, um, you know, will have finished their uh, their degrees and either – Either decide to be grad transfers or just decide that they're done with football and uh, and want to go you know live their life and get a job and uh, and move on down the line. So those type of things are going to happen. We'll see. Uh, we'll see where it goes. Obviously, 
this uh, this senior class was was interesting in that it was so small already. Then you had the Calvin Bundage situation where he didn't play and ended up getting mm-hmm. the red shirt. Kevin Henry gets a sixth year. You get him back when you weren't expecting it necessarily. So it's uh, it's a really interesting situation that Oklahoma State is in right now to be this close to signing day and not have your your full twenty five spots open is a uh, is a really uh, kind of a weird feeling. But um, they're obviously not done recruiting. One of the uh, one of the most important spots right now, and it feels like it's getting a little bit tense for Oklahoma State, is running back. We mentioned Jamil Jeter entered the transfer portal mm-hmm. already, and he was uh, he was one of those guys. Whether he was going to actually emerge or not is uh, is yet to be seen. But um, he was one of the guys that was expected to be to provide provide some depth this year, and then be in the mix for uh, for some serious snaps next year, assuming that. Chuba Hubbard goes to the NFL, which we can talk about that uh, in our next segment. But um, running back is is getting to be a little bit tense in the uh, recruiting process now. Yeah, I mean they've they've got you and I kind of talked about this off the air the other day. Daniel Ngata is I think their top target out right. of California at running back. He's not going to announce till after signing day, right? And so you've got they've got the offer out to Isaiah Jacobs at Owasso. They really like him. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can't get him committed ahead of time, what do you do? Right. Because you could be left out in the cold after this, after the early signing period without a running back. Yeah. And it's really interesting because you've got other in-state options I think are pretty viable with a Dominic Richardson at McGinnis or a Savion Morrison at, Nebraska, at uh, Tulsa Edison. Mm-hmm. Uh, Richardson's committed to TCU. Uh, Savion's committed to, to Nebraska. If you wanted to maybe pivot and go to one of those guys mm-hmm. – you've got to do it well before signing day to have a shot to get them to flip. Right. Exactly. And so you, OSU's got to figure out a way to be very proactive to figure out their running back situation. And there's probably other guys I'm not aware of that they're in on that maybe aren't committed. Mm-hmm. But just when you start looking at these just options and, you know, the local running back class this year is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ngata is really good. And Ngata is their top target, but he won't. He Now, he might commit and sign and have the OSU keep it quiet. Right, yeah. And OSU's going to feel better then, but it's right. just going to be – it's pretty tense. I mean, they've, they've really got to be proactive. Yeah. I mean, it's it's entirely possible, though, that they don't they don't know on and got it until signing day, mm-hmm. until that paper comes in, unless, uh, you know, there's communication ahead of time saying, hey, I'm going to do this, but I'm not going to announce it until, until um, you know, the uh, – Pro Football Hall of Fame World Bowl down in uh, in Mexico City. When did this one? Oh, this is new. On, by the way. Is this it new? Uh, okay. Last, last year was, was like, the first one. I was yeah. thinking, man, no one from Oklahoma's ever played in that that I'm aware of. When right. did this bowl pop up? Yes, yeah. I uh, had to do some research on it the other day because I was just trying to find out what time the game was yeah. and, and where to watch it so I can follow this kid's got the, uh, announcement. We got the Blue Gray Bowl, the Under Armour, mm-hmm. the Army. Yeah. Pro Football Hall of Fame. Right. Um, next... Cheese it bowl's gonna have a yeah they'll have an all American bowl before before attitude, you know huh? it and so okay. uh, it just it just keeps going so um, so yeah so that's where uh, that's where Oklahoma State's um, most most pressing need is right now in the recruiting process you know you look through what they've got they could probably add some more on the defensive line and 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 you know feel comfortable but they've got three guys there that I think they really like. You could uh, you could do uh, you know you can fill out the uh, the the position by position 
and add wherever you want at this point. But really, most most positions they've at least got a guy or two that they uh, that they're pretty comfortable with. In the case of the lines, three or four. So, and defensive back as well. They've got five guys back there. So. Uh, they've got to feel pretty comfortable with where they're at in this class and feel like they've got a little bit of freedom to work with in terms of uh, of how many guys they can uh, they can go sign. And this could end up being a, a year where the late signing period becomes a little bit more mm-hmm. of, a, of, a, of a factor for them because, um, you know, right now, here we are, uh, what, we're two weeks, two weeks away from uh, from signing day right now at the time that we're taping this. And so, um, you know, you can get a bunch of commits in two weeks. That's possible, but it doesn't necessarily feel that way for, for Oklahoma state right now that there's a, a bunch of guys right on the edge of, uh, of, of committing. So going to be interesting to watch how that, uh, how that develops. And obviously, uh, two big factors in, uh, in all of that are Chuba Hubbard and Tylen Wallace and what they decide to do with their futures. We'll talk about that when we come back after this break on the Cowboy Chronicles presented by Zaxby's. We are back on the Cowboy Chronicles presented by Zaxby's. Jacob, let's jump into should they stay or should they? No, I shouldn't say should they. Will they stay or will they go? Because it's uh, I don't think it's up to us to say whether they should or shouldn't. That's that's their decision. I'm yeah, not going to You had me kind of thinking that song in my head. From, uh, <laughs> I always think of Stranger Things with that song now. But right, was, right, right. You know, I had me kind of thinking in my head. All right, here we go. This is going to be fun. Um, uh-huh. All right, so let's play. All right. Um, let's start with Chuba Hubbard because I think he's um, maybe a little bit easier scenario to break down. So let's start with Chuba Hubbard. Will he stay or will he go? We can even do percentages oh, if you want. You want to play, I, play percentages? Man, I think there is a 65% chance he goes. That's a solid number. That's a really solid number. If you told me if you told me that was the over-under, I'm not sure which side I would take. Yeah. Um. I'm definitely leaning that way as well. Um, obviously, you know, we, we you wrote about what what Chuba said in uh, in post game after Bedlam. To add some context to that, also he's a guy that um, he's very competitive, and it bleeds over into yes. post game. Yes, and his uh, you know his demeanor and his attitude are are very affected by winning and losing. And so I think that the fact that they lost that game and uh, he probably didn't have as productive a game as he would have liked um, probably played into the way and the, uh, the, the, his attitude in answering yeah. questions about the bowl game. Yeah, I, he doesn't seem like a guy who's going to skip a bowl game to right. me. Right. That's why I hesitate. Mm-hmm. Um, but if he's going to the NFL, I think he skips. It's it's very possible. Um, you know, obviously Justice Hill was dealing with some injuries and trying yeah. to get healthy last year when he decided to skip the bowl game. So that was a little bit different. Um, but with Chuba, you can see you could see the potential that you know if he's thinking twenty five carries in a bowl game, it's twenty five less carries. The 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 you know twenty five carries that I could avoid, maybe that's uh, maybe that's a, a thought. 
in his mind, just uh, just the, the the physical abuse that he, that you take, not even necessarily being concerned about a major injury, but just uh, just mm-hmm. just the, the the general beating that a running back takes. But there's also the major injury concern, and uh, and those sorts of things too. So here's the other thing about Chuba though: his answers a lot of the times after games and. And about the Heisman Award trophy mm-hmm. and the Doak Award, they all generally go along the lines of what he said, right? To the bowl right. game of I don't know, I'm just taking it day by day, right? He sent he's generally told that told that line all season, yeah. With anything, yeah. Um, he's never shied from the contact. He's never shied from the over over usage. He's always says, mm-hmm. "I want the ball," right? So it's really kind of hard in a way to say. The I don't know means he's going to skip the bowl. Right. Because yeah. this is pretty much the answers he's given us all here. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing that's interesting about it is that he had a chance. If he if he knew that he was staying or if he knew that he was playing in the bowl game, uh, he had a chance to shut it down and yeah. not not have us talking about it right now. You know, right. um, you know a few days later or, you know, I don't know when the next time we'll actually get to talk to him will that's be. a good question. Um, we don't know at this point. It'll be after the bowl game uh, destination is announced, and then uh, once Oklahoma State determines their practice schedule and then their media availability schedule, um, you know we'll uh, we'll find out all of that stuff at that point. So, um, you know, knowing that that we won't talk to him for a while um, now, of course, he doesn't think about things in 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 those terms necessarily. No, so, no. he was more worried about me trying to steal his chicken the other night. So. Yeah. He was a little. You were all over that chicken. Apparently, I was. My bad. <laughs> it was Zaxby's. Can't See, beat Zaxby's. There we go. Could have been a fresh made salad in That's there. True. You don't know. That's true. I uh, so I don't know if we told the story the other night. I had the recorder on the chair. Yeah. Because it was I was trying to bounce between different people, so I put one recorder on the chair next to Chuba, next to his chicken, mm-hmm. and went over and got Amen Ogbamiga before he got out of the room. Right. So knew Chuba be there a little longer, and I came back and I grabbed my recorder. Mm-hmm. And Chuba caught me out of the corner of his eye and paused in the middle of the answers and literally <laughs> thought I was trying to steal his chicken. And uh, it was a pretty funny moment. We had a lighthearted exchange about it. And, yeah. Um, Chuba, I think at this point, at least recognizes me. So it was it right. was a good moment. But I think he was more concerned about his chicken last mm-hmm. night than the bowl game. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I would definitely agree. All right. <laughs> let's move on to Tylen Wallace, which is a much more complex situation to uh, to deal with. Uh, but I'll throw it out there: uh, Will he stay or will he go? And we can uh, we can play percentages on him as, as well. If you like. I think there is an eighty percent chance he stays. Interesting. I wouldn't have gone that high, but I'm uh, I'm definitely leaning that way. Uh, and it's only because of the timing of the injury that yeah. I think that I have mm-hmm. no other insight, nothing on it. But it just feels like if he can't go and work out, right, and can't prove that he's healthy, then right. why is he going to go? Yeah, he's not going to get drafted high. Right. I saw yeah. a first mock draft today. He wasn't in the first round. I mean, well, of course, he's not going to be because yeah. he's not. He's underclassman. Yeah. But at the same time, there's no talk of him right now. Like, right. Just I mean, he's and, not even in the top ten uh, t- ten receivers on uh, Mel Kuyper's mm-hmm. position rankings, and he wasn't when he was healthy. Yeah. Um, and there's there's this, this receiver class is incredibly deep. Um, so it's it's a really tough year to to come out right now. Period. And then you factor in. Like you said, the timing of the injury prevents him from going to the combine, prevents him from performing at pro day, and most likely, unless uh, unless he gets really healthy really fast, uh, probably can't even do any individual workouts before the draft. So 
that's uh, that's a really tough situation to be in, and to uh, to and to ask somebody to go take a take a chance on you and and pay you some money, uh, because he's never going to be a guy as a receiver that jumps off the charts on just the eye test. No, I mean the the his, his film he jumps off the charts, but. When you do just measurables on him, st- we st- he looks like an average guy when we yeah. stand next to him. I mean, yes. He doesn't look like an NFL receiver. No, you know, with the size and whatever. I mean, it just he looks like another college receiver. But then he goes out and does stupid, fun stuff to watch. Right, and you exactly. Know, so you're right. The measurables when he gets to the combine, they're going to be like, eh, right, whatever. He's you know, however tall and yeah, you know, he's six foot six one. Yeah, 100- he's. Yeah. 90 pounds. Yeah, and, you know, he runs well, you know, runs well. Mm-hmm. But he's not going to be able to show any of that. Other right. Just walk up there and get measured. Exactly. Yeah. And, I mean, he, you know, he's not going to be able to show any of the actually athletic stuff. That's why right. I think he's coming back. Yeah. The only thing that is going to uh, to be looming, I think, in uh, in the heads of him and, and his family as he's making this decision, you know, I think he's got a good support system around him with his mom, his brothers and sisters. Um but the fact that he's watched Trayson go through three torn ACLs yeah. in, uh, in over a four-year span. It's been about five years now since, since Trayson had the first one. And it's your twin brother, and now you've got a torn ACL, and all of a sudden you're thinking, you know, is there something genetically yeah. uh, that's an issue here um, that's, that's gonna, that this is going to be a, a chronic problem for me as well? You know, am I going to be – you know, retiring from football in four years, you know, like uh, like Trazen had to do after uh, you know four years after his first one, um, you know, you start factoring in those sorts of things, and uh, and maybe you want to jump at it and go and go get paid. Um, you know, Mama Mama wants a house, right? And that what uh, early like, retirement, early retirement, early retirement right, is yeah. what she wants yeah, uh, before, before he gets his Lamborghini, according to uh, <laughs> according to to their Twitter interactions earlier this week, <laughs> which was, were hilarious. It was great. It, it was, was, uh, was really it was fantastic. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you got to weigh all of that in, and uh, and that's going to be the interesting thing to see uh, to see what he chooses to do um obviously um you know he's been really healthy up until up until this throughout his career even while Trayson's been dealing with the injuries that he's had so it's uh it's a really tough uh really tough thing to weigh and balance out and figure out what the right thing to do is and i looked at that mock draft earlier too i think it was from the athletic they had cd lamb at 17 right and that's how good and cd lamb is phenomenal receiver right and he goes to 17 that's why it's just yeah. you know it's going to be not where Tyler can go with an injury but i think just not being able to show anything yeah i mean because really he could that. he could legitimately fall down to fifth sixth round yeah pretty easily and and that's not a big that's not a big payday nope um it's just it's just uh it's it's a gamble and it's it's a really I do not I do not envy being in that situation at all. No, no. Here's here's a question. What if what if Tylen and Chuba sit down and say, you know what, we could have a really good team next year. Yeah, let's just come back. It's absolutely possible. Uh, Mason Rudolph before, and James Washington did it. Uh, did it? A you've seen years in basketball ago, so. at OSU too. Yeah, Marcus Smart. Yep. You yep, know that exactly. group right there. They all came back. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea that they can come back and make it really really special. Yeah. Um, 
You never, you never you know, know. Spencer will be healthy again. Mm-hmm. You know, you get those three again, and the you know the offensive line will be a little different. Right. Receivers around might be a little different. You're not going to have Jordan McRae. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but that's that's about it. Yeah. Everybody else. I mean, there's a chance you could back. really build something pretty special there if you got another year out of those two. Yeah. Absolutely. So, um, going to be really interesting. That's what Gundy's probably praying every night. Exactly. <laughs> uh, it'll be interesting to see how those guys handle that when they uh, when they decide to make their announcements, all those sorts of things. Because uh, once the uh, once the bowl destination is announced and we start getting back to the point where we can talk to guys again, uh, that's going to be a uh, a popular topic with uh, with everyone. So we'll see uh, we'll see where that goes. Um, all right, let's take another quick break. Come back, talk, kind of, kind of tie up some loose ends, talk a little hoops, which is uh, going pretty well right now, and uh, and and some other stuff here on the Cowboy Chronicles presented by Zaxby. We are back on the Cowboy Chronicles, presented by Zaxby's. Jacob, last night the um, college football playoff rankings were announced. Didn't really change anything for no. uh, for Oklahoma State in in what it means. It, uh, if anything, it it solidified, I think, the Big 12's chances of having two in either the playoff or New Year's Six bowls. Yep, which is good for Oklahoma State because it moves everybody up. Yeah, one step on the ladder. So. Um, but, but in general, it's still sort of the same things that we thought after. Yeah. I still kind of lean towards Texas bowl. Yeah, me too. I really do. Um, and I, I I think it's your Texas or Alamo Mm -hmm. to be honest. I think, but I think the Alamo is going to have a hard time passing up Texas. The more and more I think about it. Yeah. And the other night I wasn't that high on that idea, but more and more I think about it, they're going to sell a lot of seats. Right. If they bring in Texas. Yeah. And if you get Texas, USC. Right. They're oh not passing goodness. that up. Yeah. Um, I just, I don't know. I just haven't changed my mind on that, I guess. I don't know. Right. Orlando yeah. seems far-fetched being there so recent. Right. Yeah. The only, the, the one thing that did help Oklahoma State last night is the fact that they stayed in the poll. Yeah. I think that could uh, that could at least have some sort of value. Now it doesn't that doesn't sell more tickets to a game. No, but if you've got so you're a bowl game sitting there and knowing you have a, a ranked team on the other side, and you can say that our game is a, a top two, you know two top twenty five teams, yeah. that might be a little bit different than. Do you, uh, do you think that? And not and Chuba's not going to say anything this week, but do you think that like if they knew Chuba was going to play, would that impact OSU at all? That would be that would be very it probably would yeah because if Chuba's playing you're gonna get more interest if Chuba's oh, yeah. not playing the oh, interest yeah. kind of considerably drops yeah absolutely for OSU at that point absolutely you definitely lose all your uh, all your Canadian viewers yeah. immediately yeah and it, and if it's if he's a Heisman finalist and he's not gonna play mm-hmm. the bowl games you know gonna be a little disappointed right exactly so but yeah like you said probably won't hear from Chuba before the bowl game but yeah that would definitely impact i think what uh what how how the team is viewed um you know i think there's still a slim chance uh, at the camping world osu notre dame would be so much fun it would, would be fun be, i would be i would be so fired up for that matchup um at the texas bowl 
Texas A and M seems to be a, a really uh, that'd be popular, fun too. Really popular opponent for uh, for whoever from the Big Twelve makes it. It's always yeah. good to play Texas A and M. Oh stuff. yeah, absolutely. Back to back bowl games against former yeah. Big Twelve teams that would be cool. So long live the lots old of, Big Twelve. Mm-hmm. Lots of uh, interesting things that uh, that could happen. But Alamo Bowl, you could get Oregon. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Or USC. I mean, either yeah. way, those are intriguing mm-hmm. opponents. I actually saw one that projected Utah to fall there, which I I don't, I, I don't know how I that happens. That, I don't think that happens now. But I don't think anyone wants to be part of of, of Utah in the no. Alamo Bowl. I think no. everyone might want to pass on that one. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, still some uh, some very interesting matchups that could uh, that could uh, that could come. Uh, Barry Trammell made a good point the other day. The Big Twelve doesn't have a bowl game that ties in with the Big Ten. Yeah, why is that? They gotta they gotta figure that out. That's that's ridiculous. It's all a ton of SEC and and Pac twelve ties. Wouldn't you love to see OSU, Penn State, right? Or yeah, or Baylor. I don't know Baylor, Minnesota, right? You know the runner ups playing yeah. each other. Yeah, exactly. You know something like if I mean I'd say that they're not the runner ups right now, but if they right, were the runner ups, right, yeah. you know, I don't imagine Ohio State's losing. Right on, uh, <laughs> right on, yeah, on uh, Saturday to well, they're playing Wisconsin, but I don't imagine they're losing anyways. But right. uh, you know, or Wisconsin OSU, you get Jonathan Taylor and right. Chuba Hubbard oh, against each goodness. other. Yeah, I mean, come on. Yeah, Here, and here's and here's what we need to do to uh, to really elevate this. That tie-in needs to be the Pinstripe Bowl. Yes. Up at Yankee Stadium. Yes. I want to I want to I want to cover that bowl so bad. I would lobby hard to make sure it's a two-person trip. New <laughs> yeah. York's just a big deal. It's got to have two people, right? Exactly. Got to. <laughs> got to. No doubt about it. Um so uh so yeah, we'll uh, we'll keep keep tabs on uh, on what's going on with that and how things uh, how things break down on Sunday after all the uh all the news is uh, is made and uh, and where Oklahoma State ends up going. Uh, always a, uh, a press conference with the coaches after the bowl is announced. So we'll have all of that coverage for you. So be sure to uh, to be tuning in on that. Um, Jacob, of course, before we uh, before we get out of here, gotta gotta talk a little bit about this men's basketball team because they have had themselves quite a uh, quite a, a week or so. They're um, they're pretty good. Yeah, they are. Uh, they play tonight against Georgetown. So if you're listening to this tomorrow and they're seven and one, mm-hmm. know that they're still pretty good. Right. Yeah. Um, if they're eight and zero, then you can you know it's pretty obvious they're pretty good. Yes. Um, this team's defense is impressive. Yeah. Um, they're holding teams. No one shot above forty point four percent against them. Mm-hmm. Uh, teams are shooting twenty six percent from three <laughs> against them, and they and I think they're in the top eight nationally of three point t- attempts against them. Yeah, and that's because yours in the middle affecting the paint so much that mm-hmm. people are shooting more threes against them, and they're not making them. Right, and so because it was used defending so well, it starts with Isaac Likely at point guard. It ends with Yorane at center. Um, the two sophomores are really taking big steps this year, yeah, um, and shown huge improvements that uh, have really kind of helped us. Kind of because really the three seniors in the lineup have not been consistent, yeah, yeah. But those two have been really good. The freshman bench has been pretty solid. Jonathan Laurent, the graduate transfer, is finding his role a little bit, and it's um, it's taken off really well. There's a lot of energy and a lot of excitement around that team right now. Yeah, really is, and uh, obviously, like I said. Um, 
the the Georgetown games tonight, but um, but still uh, really looking forward to uh, to that matchup and then uh, and then and then what's ahead. So I'm worried. I'm a little interested to see what Georgetown does tonight. Yeah, and if you listen to this tomorrow, that we're going to know what they do. But right. you know, there are two players short for sure, possibly four because they've had two that left the team to transfer. Mm-hmm. One of those guys and two other guys are um have some alleg- legal allegations against them with restraining orders and stuff mm-hmm. um they've not said whether the other two guys are going to play tonight or not last i checked i assume they're not right but i i mean they have every right to still play i, I guess it's a team decision or universe i don't know that's right it's been very yeah. vague the the uh statements i've seen have not said they're not playing but they mm-hmm. could be four men down tonight right. against osu one of the guys is leaving that's in trouble too is their starting point guard mm-hmm. who um, I say he's in trouble. One of the guys leaving is a starting point guard, right? And he's really good. Yeah. And all of a sudden you lose him, and now you got to deal with Isaac Likely. I don't. That doesn't bode well. Yeah. For Georgetown's no guards, no, not at all. Going to be uh, going to be fun to watch this team uh, progress throughout. The, and they're coached uh, by Patrick Ewing tonight. Right. Patrick exactly. Ewing's in town. How cool is that? No kidding. Patrick Ewing at GIA can't beat it. Yeah, it's good stuff. Big Country will be there too, probably in the That's crowd right. watching. That's right. We need to just get them, uh, get them out on the block and let them go to work. Halftime show. There you go. Halftime that be, show. That would be fantastic. All right. want to remind you that we will have our mailbag segment at the uh, end of the next episode. So jump in on Twitter at Scott Wright OK or at Jacob Unruh and fire us a, uh, a question or three. We always love hearing from all of you so we can answer your questions in the mailbag segment. So uh, with that, that will do it for this episode of the Cowboy Chronicles, which, as always, is brought to you by Zaxby's. Satisfy your craving for hand-breaded chicken and fresh-made salads. Stop by your neighborhood Zaxby's today or order online at zaxby's.com forward slash podcast. Podcast.